The Church's mysteries interpret one another, and we can see any of the mysteries as a kind of key that unlocks the rest. But I think the cross of Christ holds a special place as a key unlocking the mysteries of our faith. And when I say this, this isn't the sense uh, that these mysteries cease to be mysteries. Now we have a logical explanation of the cosmos and so on. Rather, to do justice to the cross requires poetry, because on it was revealed the profound mystery of love. On it, love is poured out for us, redeeming our sins, redeeming our own suffering, showing us the narrow way to life. On the cross in love, the Son offers himself back to the Father, the Father who pours out all of himself in love for the Son. And Jesus draws all things to himself. He draws us because in that gentle face, we see the love that will go to any length to win us back, to bear us up on this narrow way. We see suffering transformed. The Romans intended the suffering of crucifixion to be the ultimate humiliation, a dehumanization and exclusion of one deemed a criminal outsider. And when Christ accepts this, when he accepts his cross, he ennobles and transforms suffering. The Stoic philosophers attempted to ennoble suffering, but they did so by making it a sign of strength and individualistic freedom. The suffering Stoic proclaims his sovereign independence from any coercion by others. But the suffering of Christ is really quite different. It ennobles suffering even more because now suffering is united to Christ and partakes of his love and self-gift, his self-emptying. It unites us to God himself. And what could be nobler? So rather than asserting independence and strength, Christ shows an ineffable patience for the weak and a solidarity with those most marginalized. Who of us can look upon the face of Christ resting in death upon the cross and not be moved to want to return some small bit of this love? Whatever trial is offered to us, let us remember to gaze upon this face of Christ and say, yes, I wish to follow you, Lord. I want to give myself as you gave yourself for me. This same face of Christ crucified is the expression of faith. The Son commends his spirit to the Father. Our own faith is made perfect in suffering. Whether these sufferings be great or small, each one is an invitation to say yes to the Father with our brother, Jesus Christ. As I said earlier, this is a mystery, and it's a key that unlocks other mysteries. It is the revelation that at the heart of reality is indomitable love, and it's a personal love. St. Paul attests to this in his letter to the Galatians when he writes that the Son of God loved me and gave himself up for me. And this is a love that is capacious enough to speak to each one of us personally. We, each one of us can say what St. Paul said. He loved me. 
There's a tradition among the fathers of the church hearing Christ saying that he will draw all things to himself, not just human beings. And this tradition is supported by actually the earliest manuscripts we have of John's gospel, which clearly say all things, panta, rather than the more common writing, which we have in later manuscripts, pantas, which means all men or all human beings. But this idea of drawing everything to himself is consistent with other indications we have from the Lord and from St. Paul. So the unity that we celebrate in the Eucharist, a Eucharist that we never celebrate without a crucifix, is prefigured in the feedings of the multitude. And Jesus gives this instruction at the end, gather everything, all the fragments, don't let anything be wasted. Don't let anything be lost. So how does the cross unlock the meaning of all of these things, the meaning of creation itself? Well, not only we human beings groan under the difficulties we have every day with suffering and sin, it's not only we who hope for salvation and deliverance, for the revelation of the final triumph of love. All creation, Paul tells us, is groaning like this in the same anticipation And once again, the mystery of love crucified unites all of these mysteries. That the Son of God would permit himself to be fixed by metal nails mined from the earth to a wooden cross cut and planed by the soldiers, that he would be laid in a stone tomb wrapped in linen, that the sun would grow dark in mourning, that the earth would shake in fear, This shows us that all objects, all creatures, behind them is the mystery of a love that refuses to dominate them or exploit us or anything else. That Jesus offers himself and every creature to us as a sign of his love. And so here is my challenge today for all of us. We in the modern world have grown accustomed to dominating the world, exploiting the earth, bending nature to our domination. And in doing so, we very much risk distorting our own ability to receive all things as gifts from God in love and to receive our own lives and the lives of others as gifts. Christ crucified is not competing with us or anyone. He's not competing with his material creatures. He's submitting to them in faith. His struggle is not against us or against the Romans or against material world or whatever it is. His struggle is spiritual. It's a hidden struggle. It's our struggle to say no to the devil, to say no to evil, to say no to this devil who once offered Christ power over the world, the devil who challenged him to alter stones and make them bread for his personal comfort. Jesus says, no, I won't. The same temptation followed Christ to the very end. And to the end, he said no to domination and exploitation, and he said yes to love. And as a result, the Father exalted him. And if we say no to the world's temptations to power and worldly comfort, we too will encounter suffering. And there we will find Christ waiting for us to offer us encouragement and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us then with every creature praise the name of Jesus Christ today and let ourselves be redeemed by the Holy Cross, saying yes to the love that the cross made manifest 
for us.